There have been a few updates in digital marketing land that will affect you if you run Google ads or utilize email marketing. They aren't related, but they are important. This is just a quick episode to get you across what you need to know fast. Welcome to the Boom Your Biz podcast, a podcast for the movers, the shakers, and even bigger action takers in business. I'm your host, Sonia McIntyre-Reed, and each week I'll be exploring the question of what really makes businesses and organizations thrive. I'm on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire business owners and myself along the way. Let's start with the update around Google Cookies. I'm not talking cookies like the delicious ones our social media manager Sarah makes and brings in regularly for the team. I'm talking about the third-party cookies that you accept when you visit a website that track your movements online. Cookies are like an air tag that you've stuck to your car. They remember where you've been, how long you've been there, and they notice patterns, like if you go to the same place at the same time on the same day each week. It's important to note that we have first-party cookies, which are limited to one website only, and third-party cookies, which follow you around the entire internet. It's the third-party cookies that are being eliminated, and not everybody is happy about it. Third-party cookies have been an essential tool in every digital marketer's toolbox up until now, and they don't just allow Google to track each user's online activity across platforms, but across devices as well. So if you're signed into Google on your work computer and your laptop at home and your phone, Google tracks you across all three devices and compiles a profile of your interests, preference, and even your browsing behavior. If you've ever joked that a brand is following you and showing up everywhere you look, it's not fate or a sign that you need to buy their product. It's Google cookies being effectively used by a digital marketing team to keep that brand or product front and center in your awareness. But it doesn't stop there. Google also has access to your physical location, tracked through your device's GPS or IP address. And when you click accept on Google's privacy policy, you consented to this tracking. This is why when you get sponsored ad for local cafes or gyms that say women aged 25 to 40 in dot dot dot, insert your suburb name here. But wait, there's more. Google has partnerships with third-party companies that allow these companies to access and use your data, often without your knowledge. And again, you signed up for it when you accepted their privacy policy. And this is where we've run into trouble. Those privacy policies are difficult to understand, they're deliberately vague, and even though they're legally covered, Google has been fined millions of dollars for lack of transparency. So they decided to turn off third-party cookies altogether. Starting this year, Google turned off cookie support in Chrome for 1% of users worldwide, and they'll continue to do so in small increments until third-party cookies are a thing of the past. If you're running ads, this means you'll need to think about your marketing strategy a little bit differently and how you track conversions. We're seeing a return to foundational marketing practices, and I'm here for it. I'm talking SEO, email marketing, and first-party cookies, which are data points collected directly from your website visitors and clients through your website, emails, and loyalty programs. This data comes from people who want to interact with you, and I've demonstrated this through a website search, signing up for a freebie, or subscribing to your email list. Another option is to experiment with targeting based on the content people are interested in, not their past cookie crumbs. Explore privacy-focused options like Google Privacy Sandbox to keep things above board. Now, just a quick note, Google will be rolling out a bit of a solution. What that looks like yet, we're not totally privy to. Uh, So just watch this space. The third option, which is my personal favorite, is to level up your content game. 
create awesome content and experiences that people genuinely enjoy and focus on building relationships, not just reaching specific targets. The best ads are the ones people don't even realize are ads. They're not always polished or perfect, but they're authentic and they connect. Speaking of connection, there is nothing worse than receiving a text or email from scammers pretending to be someone you know or an organization you interact with, like the ATO or your bank. And while most of us are getting better at spotting a scam, email providers are finally stepping up to do their part to stop this type of email from getting through to your inbox in the first place. You may have received an email from your email marketing provider in recent weeks about DMARC authentication. That's D-M-A-R-C. And trust me, that's not an email you want to send to the trash folder. In a nutshell, DMARC is a security protocol that helps prevent email spoofing and phishing. Email spoofing is when someone sends an email that looks like it's from a trusted sender, but it's actually from a malicious source. For example, we've seen an increase in clients receiving emails that look like they're from Shopify, but when you check the sender's email address, it comes from Shopify support at gmail.com, which is not a legit Shopify email. Phishing, on the other hand, is when someone tries to trick you into giving them personal information like passwords or credit card numbers. This may look like an email about your Dropbox or PayPal access, a website inquiry that links to a Google document, or even an invoice from the accounts department of a national company that you may or may not have an account with. DMARC is intended to prevent those emails from getting through to you, adding another layer of security to business email systems. So what is DMARC in a nutshell? I'll let you know quickly. I'm not going to bore bore you with way too much tech knowledge, but DMARC stands for Domain-Based Message Authentication, Reporting and Conformance. Essentially, it helps receiving email servers determine if an incoming message aligns with what it is known about the sender and how to handle those messages that don't align. The next bit sounds a bit tricky, but stay with me. DMARC is what allows those receiving mail servers, usually Gmail or Outlook, to check for alignment between the header from domain and the envelope from domain name that is used during SPF authentication. And alignment between the header from domain with the D equals domain name in the DKM signature. So when you receive an email from an email address where the public facing and backend domains don't match, DMARC will nope that email straight to spam. If you as a business owner want to make sure your marketing emails actually get delivered, you need to make sure you're following DMARC guidelines. If you don't implement DMARC, several potential consequences may arise. And by the way, guys, this is something that's a lot more pressing right now than what I was talking about with cookies. This has already happened. It did come into effect on Feb 1st, so you need to get it sorted ASAP. So first of all, you may experience decreased email deliverability. Email providers like Gmail, Yahoo and Outlook now use DMARC to authenticate incoming emails. Without DMARC implementation, your emails are more likely to end up in the recipient's spam or junk folders, or they are more likely to be outright rejected by email servers. So basically, they're not even going to reach any form of your inbox. So you've put all of these effort, this effort in for your email marketing campaigns and then it just doesn't even send, it bounces back. You could also risk email spoofing and phishing. Without DMARC, your domain is more vulnerable to being spoofed by cyber criminals. This means scammers could impersonate your business and send fraudulent emails to your customers, potentially damaging your brand reputation and causing financial harm to your customers. 
This could also result in a loss of customer trust. If customers receive suspicious or fraudulent emails claiming to be from your business, they're going to lose trust in your brand. The result, decreased in customer engagement, loss of sales, and even negative word of mouth publicity and reviews impacting your overall business success. You could also be missing out on opportunities for customer engagement. Emails are a valuable tool for connecting with customers, promoting products or services, and nurturing relationships. If your emails aren't reaching recipients' inboxes or are being ignored due to to suspicions of fraud, you'll miss out on opportunities to engage with your audience and drive sales. Imagine being flagged as spam during the Black Friday sales. What a disaster. Potential legal and regulatory issues could also arise. This will depend on your industry and location, but there may be legal and regulatory requirements related to email security and privacy. Failing to implement adequate measures such as DMARC to protect sensitive customer data or prevent email fraud could result in legal consequences, fines or penalties. So I think we can all agree that getting DMARC sorted should be pretty high on your priority list. Here's what you need to do. Firstly, check your domain's DNS records. DMARC settings are configured through your website DNS domain name system records. You can access your domain's DNS settings through your domain registrar or hosting provider's control panel and check for existing DNS records. So here's where it can kind of get a little bit messy sometimes. You may have your domain held with one company, but then your website hosting held with another company. So they could be two different entities or they could be the same one. So once you've worked out where it's all being held, uh, you need to create your DMARC DNS record. If you don't already have one, create one. So what I've been finding lately for clients and also ourselves um, is that when we log into the client's email marketing software, so it could be ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, Clavio, for example, it's actually giving instructions and the DMARC record that you need to install. So if in doubt, jump into your email marketing software and it should provide you with a bit of a guide. So once you've done that and implemented it, you need to publish the DMARC. Um, So you do this by adding more DNS records, um, verifying it. Um, There's actually a website that I found recently that allows you to test to see whether there is is a DMARC record um, that's been populated or not. If you just Google um, DMARC record check, you should find a free website that pops up where you can pop your um, domain name in there and it will tell you if it's been configured properly or not. Now, let me provide you with an easier solution because I know that is a lot of tech babble. If this all sounds so overwhelming or you don't have time to do it yourself, we can take care of your DMARC authentication for you. Shoot us an email at hello at linchpindigital.com.au or I've set up a link bit.ly forward slash DMARC setup, one word. Um, I'll link it in the show notes for you. Sign up there, give us your details. I'll log in, get it all sorted for you. Like I said at the start of this episode, it's essential that you're across these changes. Otherwise, it could cost your business. Reach out if you need support or if you have any questions. And if there's something happening in the world of marketing that you want me to cover in future episodes, I'd love to hear from you. Let's continue this conversation over in the Boom Your Biz Facebook group where you can connect with like-minded business owners. Just search Boom Your Biz on Facebook and hit the request button to join. 